Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. This week we explore the subject of inner child, inner child healing, inner child work. Often in therapy and even sometimes therapeutic coaching, this may come up. And there's a lot of different kind of views and, and perspectives around it. Some forms of therapy believe you to reparent yourself. That takes many, many years. I don't believe that at all. Do you have to heal the inner child? What does that mean? Well, it's a dance. Sometimes it might be useful. Sometimes you don't have to do that. There's not one size fits all. But I think it can be an interesting exploration in, in inner child work and what that means. Because it may help you begin to change your relationship with parts of you that maybe you can benefit from some self-compassion. Let's dive in and find out how you can learn how to love your inner child more and more. to unpack a little bit what it means to heal the past or heal your inner child you may have heard the term inner child work when it's related to to, to therapy or even some kind of coaching therapeutic coaching may touch on some inner child work um, and it's a for me it's a, it's a it's a dance it's a balance I mean I had some challenges growing up you know I remember um, in my mid-30s, I really kind of really start my own psychological personal development journey to my mid-30s, struggling with, you know, experiencing infertility in a job I wasn't really inspired by. I felt a bit kind of lost in life. And I once remember uh, speaking to someone and he was asking about my life and I said, oh, my mum was an alcoholic, but hasn't affected me. And I heard myself say that. And I thought, hmm, is that really the case? Is that is that really true that having the mother, the upbringing I had, hasn't impacted me kind of in any way. And then also, I remember basically the bottom line is it, it had impacted me, but I hadn't really acknowledged it or addressed it. But the flip side is that I had a friend who very, had a very traumatic kind of abusive, all sorts of forms of abuse, growing up a very traumatic kind of childhood. And, and when she met her now husband, and as they got to know each other, and the more he understood about her, her childhood, he couldn't understand how balanced and measured and, and grounded she was. He really thought there must be kind of some denial going on because it wasn't any, kind of any impact on her. She could talk about it and it didn't have any kind of psychological impact or yeah, legacy to, to it. And and well, she started to look for maybe there is a problem, maybe there is denial. And she fell into quite a deep depression. He didn't come out of that until she realised she was actually okay. Before she started looking for a problem, she was actually okay because psychologically she could see, well, the past is the past and it wasn't about her. So yeah, some horrible people did some horrible things to her, but it wasn't actually about her. She didn't make it about her. So there's kind of two kind of stories you know, where I think the past had affected me and, and I think for her it, it hadn't and, and only, only until she thought it and it's a balance, I think, between healing the past. When I work with a client, sometimes we do quite a lot of work with letting go of the past, healing the inner child, as it were. Some I don't do so much. There's no right or wrong. And I think it's a dance between the two. I think it can be helpful. And sometimes diving into the past and healing that healing 
can actually help people see how um, is our memories, our thoughts, create our experience in this moment. It's not our circumstances. We're bringing memories and shadows from the past. We're looking at the present moment through those shadows, through those memories. Um, and it's just our thinking. But it's actually our thinking in this moment that creates our experience. It's not actually the past. I use the analogy of wearing glasses. We look at here and now through these glasses and the prescription of our glasses, the thinking lens where you look through is shaped by our past so yeah there's there's some merit healing the past and i think it depends on the client and the individual as well some people want to have a sense of letting go of the past where this can convince the state where we we are convinced there's been a change in us and for some people that convincing comes from a feeling of letting go of the past some people was convincing or really feeling different in the moment and some people have a sense of convincing them they're convinced there's a shift if they feel different about the future. Of course, we all want, we all want all three. We want to be letting go of the past. We want to feel different in the, in, in the moment and feel maybe more positive about the future. We tend to have a, pre- unconsciously, we tend to have a preference of where we want, we feel that the change has happened most. We feel the biggest change. We tend to have a slight unconscious preference. Um, and some people it is letting go of the past that's why they want to spend more time in doing that and some people it's just being shaped by the, uh, their relationship with their thoughts and feelings in life in the presence and I think it is a balance it's, it's a dance and it depends on the individual um, how their mind works it's why I don't have a set kind of coaching program step one, step two, step three I do feel some forms of uh, therapy spend too much time talking about the past and other things they just talk about the past rather than actually dealing with it which is another, another conversation about actually how we kind of deal with the past and healing that kind of inner child. And if we get caught on to focusing on thinking it's the past creating our, our experience, there's elements of way how do we forgive um, the past or maybe forgiving others that have treated us unfairly or unjustly in the past. I think, again, there's a there's a place for that. I think Ho'oponopono is the most wonderful kind of forgiveness, kind of prayer or, or meditation. It's a Hawaiian forgiveness process. It's kind of pretty spiritual and I didn't really get it myself until I really kind of tuned into the spiritual element of it where you're representing and the energy of life, representing life and representing um, people of hurt, maybe people of hurt you. So it's seeing a bigger picture around that forgiveness. And I think I've personally, my clients have found that very releasing and very healing in many ways. But we see it's actually our thinking in this moment creating our experience, but the past doesn't actually exist. The only moment that exists is this present moment. When we see it from that perspective, it's not others we have to actually forgive, it's ourselves. Because maybe our past has shaped for, for me, maybe they're limiting beliefs, not knowing or believing I was truly worthy or lovable. I'm being quite hard and critical of myself. You can see how that thinking pattern has been shaped from my, my childhood experiences. But it's only me doing it in this moment. It's my thinking in this moment, continuing those things I've picked up in all innocence. It's part of me doing it in all innocence, and it's a habit, but it's still me doing it. So it can be really powerful to forgive ourselves for judging ourselves harshly. Because only ourselves is continuing that judgment. Other people may be judging me harshly, but it actually only impacts me when I own it, 
when I believe it and, and judge myself in that same way. We need to have a psychological impact to situations when we make it about us, when we internalise it. So there could be, again, a place for forgiving others, and there can be a place for forgiving ourselves. In the same way, there can be a place for healing the past, healing our inner child, and there's a place for really changing our relationship with ourselves in this moment, in ourself today. So again, it's a dance, it's a balance, there's not one solution that fits all. It's really moulding um, whatever we need for the, for the client I'm working with. But I do think the analogy of the inner child is really, really helpful. I find it really personally helpful. And I, I help my clients see actually it's, it's easy for us to get frustrated with ourselves when we're stuck in a, in a rut or we continue to live in a place of fear or insecurity. We can judge that part of us quite harshly. We get frustrated with ourselves for not being able to, to move on for it or be stuck in that way. And maybe resent that part of us that keeps us stuck. And if we use kind of the inner child kind of analogy or, or, or process or way of seeing things, then with that part of us that we get frustrated with is an inner child. It's a younger us that's feeling scared or lonely or needs reassurance. And when we resent that part of us, we resent that inner child. So that inner child feels worse. That part of us feels more lonely, more scared. And it it gets stronger, digs its heels in more strongly, and that part of us becomes stronger. So I say it's like fighting thought with thought. When we resent that part of us, it actually gives it more power. We're trying to get rid of these parts of us that we resent. We actually give it more power. And it can be counterintuitive to, to love it and accept it and allow it. But when we do that, that self-compassion, um, that allowance, that acceptance is a double default of change. It begins to look at our relationship with feelings. Do we berate ourselves, judge them, wish they weren't there, resent them? Or can we see that part of us as an inner child just needing a hug? And when we see it that way, we can actually have more self-compassion and self-love. So I do think there's a place for the inner child, even if it's just a metaphor and analogy, um, or if we do some kind of restorative healing in that space. Um, just recently, I came up with another kind of self-judgment within myself. There's a fear of being judged in a certain way. When I connected to that part of me, it felt like a three-year-old me. And sometimes I have clear memories or or, or sometimes they're kind of actual memories or maybe they're very stereotypical memories. Sometimes when life experiences from the past, like a trip feed, so it's not a one-off traumatic experience, it can be a trip feed of experience where representational memories that kind of represents that that part of our lives or that, that age. And it can really help connect to that part of us and do some inner child work to heal that part of us. So I connected to a three-year-old me and just being able to do that and connect to, to me, a younger me, in that loving, kind and compassionate way is a way of healing that part of us and letting go of the old stories with that self-forgiveness. And I've even got a photograph of me in that age It's helpful just to look at and connect with and helpful to remind myself when I get frustrated myself in that in that area of my life that self-compassion that self-love releases it and is that double deforty of change now me come back to, to my adult self and my full resources and step out and lean into my edge I like that phrase leaning into our edge 
because this journey is about being, you know, not playing small and, and being free to be ourselves. And our edge is our, our the edge of our nervous system is we butt up against our fears and insecurities and these stories we pick up off of through childhood. And it's letting go of those stories and leaning into that edge and realizing it's not really an edge, it's just an imagination, it's just thought, it's just fear. Which allows us to expand our sense of self and, and our life and be able to do the things we really want to be doing that sometimes we we don't do out of fear and insecurity. So I do think kind of the inner child perspective is, is really helpful. I don't think it's the only model. And I some forms of therapy think it's the way, the only way, but I do think they can get stuck in. Some forms of therapy believe it to reparent yourself and that takes many, many years. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Um, we can quite quickly and easily take on a judgment of ourselves. We can interpret a situation as a child in that moment, in that moment to make an assessment, a judgment of ourselves and life that becomes a habit, a thought habit. And we can we can learn those things very quickly, which means we can unlearn them very quickly. Um, so that's helpful, just an exploration about inner child work, when you hear that term, what it means, and my perspective on that. And hopefully you can see actually you don't have to necessarily heal the past. It's actually your relationship with your thinking in this moment is where the magic happens. Um, so yeah, just notice if yourself find yourself being frustrated with yourself. How old is that part of you? What if you give that part of you a hug? You may be amazed how quickly that allows you to shift back into the perspective and clarity in your adult self, your more resourced self in this moment. Loving you.